Now this next part of the meditation is in one way both the easiest part and the most difficult part of loving-kindness practice. In this next part of meditation we move on to focusing upon and to extending towards uh, extending metta and loving kindness towards someone with whom we have great difficulty, whom we dislike, struggle with, or feel aversion for. It's, in one way, it's the easiest part of the meditation because many people find that this is the easiest area in which to find someone. <laughs> That there is less trouble in actually being able to visualize our arch enemies than our benefactors or, or even to really connect with being able to extend loving kindness towards ourselves. It's the most difficult part because I think when we do actually connect with those relationships in our lives where there is aversion and resistance or anger or rejection, it is very easy for those feelings to emerge and surface and to color what we are trying to do. So it's easy to get caught into a, in a kind of uh, struggle or battle of attempting to extend metta when we may actually be feeling something else. Now. There are a few things I would like to say. One is that in this part of the meditation, I, I actually wouldn't suggest that you select your very worst enemy. Um, I actually wouldn't suggest that you uh, select someone who you have very, very powerful feelings of anger towards. If you could find a mild enemy, <laughs> medium-sized enemy, <laughs> it is actually better. You really want to have some freedom to move within feelings of anger or difficulty rather than being overwhelmed. Then you may choose, you know, someone who is really, you just cannot be with at all, but then you might find that you cannot be with them at all in your meditation either. I would suggest that you select someone um, towards whom your feelings are certainly, you know, colored with resentment or with rejection. Um, in this meditation, it is very important that as you find your phrases for this person, that your phrases are free of self-interest. This is also the challenge. You know, it's very easy to extend that in the sense, you know, I. I wish, you know, George was, you know, free of um, aggression, you know, because then I would feel a lot better about them, you know. <laughs> or, you know, it is very easy, of course, to bring that self-interest in 
um, being aware that the phrases that we use, we are not using the meditation in order to make us feel better about this, about our, our own relationship to this person. It's not an attempt to enhance our sense of being so much, but cultivating the selflessness of actually wishing for this person something that would truly enrich their lives, their beings. It may not make any difference to our lives at all, although it probably would, but that we are, our extension, our words and our phrases are truly out of a, a concern and a care for the well-being of another person. Now, when we select a person in the area of someone who we have difficulty with, I think it is important to be aware that in that selection, in that choice, the person we choose actually symbolizes this whole field of emotion that is, revolves around ill will, aversion, resistance, anger, hatred. Um, there are many things in our world, many people in our world, that we feel aversion for, that we feel rejection towards. They can be, you know, very large situations, you know, a situation of, of brutality or cruelty. In, in Bosnia, the feelings that we may have about that situation or the exploitation of a child differ only in appearance and in form from the feelings that we may hold towards another person in our life that we struggle with in a difficult way. You know, anger is anger, aversion is aversion, resistance is resistance, and rage is rage. We, it finds its roots in our heart and it can extend in a variety of ways in our lives, towards a particular person, towards a situation. But we are clear, I think, through our life experience, that anger and that rejection and that rage reinforces so much separation and how much it paralyzes the possibility of change, the possibility of understanding, and how through anger more solidly probably than through any other emotion do we freeze people into images and into compartments and identities that say this is who you are. Um, and how through those feelings often we really do cast people out of our hearts and in that make change so difficult make change at times so inaccessible. So through selecting a person who we have feelings of unease with, of aversion for, really we are bringing into our hearts those very feelings and looking at what is possible with them. Looking at what is possible with them. Do we have to be paralyzed into images through images or through the past? Um, do we have to be bound to a particular form of relationship which stresses 
separation and alienation, can we see beneath the surface ways or the obvious ways in which we have been offended or wounded or hurt and actually beneath those layers actually feel a genuine and authentic care for the heart of another person. Not for what they may do or may have done to harm us or to wound us or to wound another, not in any way attempting to condone uh, actions or interactions we may have had that have been characterized by cruelty or by hardship, not in any way to condone any of that, but can we actually connect with the heart of another person, their suffering, their yearnings, their longings, their difficulties, their struggles, to see them as a human being who perhaps on a fundamental level is really not so different than ourselves. So again, to reflect upon this person, to reflect upon your relationship at this moment with this person or with your memory of this person, they may not be present in your life right now, to reflect in a way upon the, well, to reflect upon the feelings that you hold in this moment that feel most most accessible to you, whether they are feelings of of anger or resistance or hurt. To reflect upon what you would, if, if it was possible, what you would wish for this person to have access to in their own life. What you would wish them to have access to in a way that could enrich their life, their sense of being their possibility to find the phrases that feel possible for you. Now you might find that if you find someone for whom there you have a lot of difficulty and a lot of struggle, you might find it difficult to feel genuine about um, extending to them love or warmth, you know, may you be filled with happiness. You know, that may not be what we wish for them at all, you know. <laughs> may you suffer, you know. <laughs> that may not actually be which, what we wish for them at all. It may be, and that's fine if we can find something that we could really wholeheartedly offer to them. Wonderful. It may be that you would wish them to be free from something in that you know, perhaps anger or perhaps hardness of heart really does paralyze their own life, handicap their own life. You may wish them to be free from something. It is very important in in reflecting upon someone who there is aversion or resistance around not to get in too heavily to the stories. You know, because sometimes in engaging with someone who we have difficulty with, we open these kind of floodgates of memory and association. You know, they did this and they did that and then they did this and, you know, and there's all this, you know, and they're like this. To be aware, we know that already. We know it. That's why we have aversion. You know, we know it. We know the stories very well. 
we don't, are not going to necessarily learn anymore by continuing to repeat the stories. Yes, those stories talk also about their suffering. They speak about their suffering, their conflict. What is it, knowing those stories, that we could wish or extend to this person? If at all you do find that through, through this reflection and through this extension, that you do find at, that you get it all overwhelmed by feelings of, you know, anger or bitterness or resentment. Come back, drop it for a moment, and come back to the person that you have felt most connected with in these meditations that we've done, whether it was a good friend or the benefactor or yourself. Come back to that. What is it that? Come back to the phrases that you used, what you wanted, what you extended to a friend, what you wish to extend to a benefactor, or what you wish to extend to yourself. The phrases that you actually felt most at home with, most wholehearted with. Come back to them for a moment. Come back to that person. Come back to the phrases. Renew and restore that connection with actually what meta is all about that wholeheartedness, that friendliness, that warmth, and then go back again to the person that you struggle with. So don't, with a person that you have difficulty with, you know, it is very important that it's not, you know, I'm making myself feel loving towards this person. No, you don't want to kind of grit your teeth, you know, and smile and extend loving kindness. You really want it to be able to come from a genuine care for who they are at their heart. So if you find yourself really struggling or feeling that you're just kind of going through the motions of these words and that it's not at all connected with a heartfelt feeling, then come back either to the good friend or the benefactor yourself for a moment to renew that connection, to let the mind and the heart re remember Renew that sense of what matter is all about. And then go back again to the person that you have difficulty with. And most, most important, to remember the, the importance of finding the words and the phrases and the relationship, which is about selflessly extending this, offering this to another person. Is there any questions about about this part? Uh, in this case, it would certainly be better if it was a living person. Um, simply, be, mostly because in this case you would like to have a real sense of the possibility of change. It is not that you cannot do this with someone who is already dead, because in that in that sense it can be very healing of being able to let go of something, you know. And you know, at some point you might very well want to include that in your meditation. I would suggest for the moment it would probably be more useful to do it with someone who is living in this sense of offering a possibility of change in relationship rather than just 
feeling something that has gone by. <laughs> well, again, you know, I, I do agree, you know, that when we come to someone that we struggle with, we could probably maybe all make lists, you know. Um, but in one way, the face of the person that we select really symbolizes all of those feelings of difficulty and aversion and resistance. And I, I actually do think it is it is probably useful to stay with one person at the moment because we will be staying with them for a fairly short time. You know, and we might not have time to cover our list. <laughs> you know, but just to, just to have the emphasis on connecting with what is possible within the field of resistance and aversion. Unless, again, it is a group, a related group. Of people, mm. yeah. But then, then sometimes I think it can also feel like too much to to kind of condense into a smaller space of time. You know, that can be, you know, your feelings towards one person may be slightly different than your feelings towards another person. So you know, I would suggest keeping it fairly simple because it, there is a lot actually to pay attention to within it. Okay. Okay. So this is the time, you know, and you know, to keep you probably won't need so much time for reflection on this. Um. But then just to begin, to begin with the phrases that you can actually live with, to know that the phrases are ones that you can actually live with, and that is important. Not be too idealistic about your phrases, ones that you can actually, you know, actually put your heart behind. Hmm? Okay. The walking song. If you have a group at this time, now this evening we will be moving into, and I invite you to move into the the final part of the loving kindness kind of circle or development, and that is actually where we extend warmth and friendliness in a way that embraces all beings. We've moved through from ourselves to a benefactor, to a good friend, to neutral, to the difficult. What is common in all of these areas of development is the cultivation of care, of sensitivity, of friendliness and warmth that is not dependent upon a particular form of contact or circumstance, but that is more simply an expression of what we honor and what we are dedicated to in our own hearts. And all of loving-kindness meditation is really learning to clarify what it is within ourselves that we truly do honor in our lives. 
that we actually trust contributes to the well-being of our world, ourselves, of all beings within it, regardless of the more surface, surface relationships that we may have of liking or disliking. Now, it is then the final part in this development is to bring forth that quality of friendliness and warmth and loving kindness and to extend it to all beings, all sentient beings in this world, appreciating that whatever has life has the capacity to feel. Whatever has the capacity to feel can experience fear and can experience well-being, that this is a fundamental thread that joins all of life together, from the smallest creature to the most sophisticated person, is the capacity to feel. And in that, the yearning for well-being, for safety, for the freedom from fear, and for the freedom from danger. And so in this extension of loving-kindness towards our beings, again, I invite you to find three or four phrases that express, that, that are meaningful to you, that have power for you, that embody what it is that you would truly wish to extend to any living being in the face of suffering, in the face of pain, or in the face of fear. What would we wish to extend to any living being? To find the phrases that have meaning for you and to work with them as we have been working with them, ensuring that they are rooted in feeling, rooted in the heart, but not mechanical. Now, sometimes the words may all beings, you know, feels very large. Sometimes it feels too large. Sometimes may all beings feel so large it becomes vague. You know, there are so many beings in the world. Um, if you find at all that your phrases start to feel mechanical or you're not, you know, you, you feel uncertain about the relationship of your phrases to the life of beings, then play with it a little. You know, it may be, may all beings in the sky feel, you know, may all beings in Bosnia, may all beings in prisons, may all beings in loneliness. To use that as a way of really connecting again and again with the different faces of sorrow, the different faces of fear, and the different places where loving-kindness is so much needed. And then come back to may all beings, because, because what we would wish to extend to one face of sorrow, we also wish to extend unconditionally to all of life that has the potential to experience sorrow. So if you feel that you become vague, move your, just adjust your phrases so slightly that you are very specifically orientated, and then come back to all beings again. So using this next walking period, <coughs> you know, or whatever you need in this next walking period, 
to find the words or to find the phrases that have meaning for you and then to begin to work with that through this evening when you go to bed, when you wake up, when you wash, when you dress into the morning. Okay, are there any questions about all beings? <laughs> you got all beings. <laughs> what happens if you feel stuck on your difficult person? Move on now. Move on now. Don't go to bed with your difficult person. <laughs> I would suggest that this evening. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have a solution for your difficult person. You don't have to have a solution, you know, that you've ended feeling that, you know, really all is forgiven and, you know, you feel only loving kindness and warmth for this person. You don't have to have that solution. What is important is that you have cultivated the intention and that is enough. It is enough. It is just trust in that, that you have cultivated the intention. It doesn't not to make any demand on yourself that now I should feel differently or I should have this particular kind of feeling. What is important is that you've had the willingness to cultivate that intention. That in itself brings a remarkable possibility of change within that relationship that may not be immediately evident. You know, and I, I think we can we explore that in our lives. You know, so often when there's been difficulty, that difficulty is so established in kind of concrete images. You know, that it often even the intention to open, or the intention even to see anew, has been really absent. And what is really important is cultivating that intention to open to at least the possibility that you wish for this person something other. And difficulty. It's enough. Make no demand on yourself that it should produce something in particular. But it's it's also time to move on. And, and I'm actually serious when I say, you know, don't go to bed with your difficult person because if that is your final image in your mind when you go to sleep, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.